Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Welcome to The Last Days Podcast. We're so glad that you are joining us today. This is Dr. Todd Holmes, and with me is my beautiful wife, Pastor Katie. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us here and listen. And we're just believing that even as we're speaking, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And just we're believing for a great increase in your life, of course, first and foremost, spiritually, but actually that affecting every single area of your life. God's a good God, and he gives us great, amazing things. And so we are believing for just the best for you personally. And as she said, you know, we're believing that you know, God speaks to you. We know God's speaking to you. It's whether you're listening or not. That's the, <laughs> that's the main question right there. Are you listening? And so God's always speaking. He's always doing things. God's always on the move. And we have to hook up with the plan from heaven. And we are believing that you're hooking up with the plan from heaven and that you are participating in the supernatural. You're not just yes. sitting there watching it go by and um, thinking that, you know, wow, I wish I, I wish I would have gotten on board when, um, when something was happening before or anything that, you know, you, because many of us in our lives, I think we go through times where we see we had opportunity to step into some things. And if we weren't paying attention, sometimes we see some things pass us by that we, that we could have been a part of. And, and because we're sometimes slow to move with the things that God is, is doing, we can look back and, and have some regrets. But I, I trust that you're listening to what uh, God is doing because in these last days, things are moving very, very fast. Yes. Uh, the Word of God says in the last days, knowledge will be increased. And, and that, is, that is so true. Things are, things are growing very fast. In fact, I just heard something um, just a few days ago that they say knowledge is actually doubling now every wow. six months. Wow. The amount of understanding and knowledge that we have. And I, I believe a lot of this is probably based on um, things regarding AI because that is, that is such a, a hugely growing thing. But... I know that there's also spiritual understanding and knowledge that is growing also. The church is growing very fast. I'm not talking about a structure or a particular congregation. I'm talking about the church of our Lord and um, the, the church of Jesus Christ, not the Latter-day Saints, Latter-day Saints. Um, <laughs> not, not talking to, about that um, cult, but I'm talking about um, the, the church, capital C Church, we are growing, and if anybody tells Absolutely. you that, that the church is not growing, I want to tell you, you got another thing coming. It right. is growing so fast, so rapidly. Um, as we've, we're, we're just back. This is our first podcast back. I think there, you've had six podcasts now <laughs> with um, going through a, a series called The Dark Realms, and um, it's not a scary thing. If you didn't get in on those, please Go back and listen to all six of these very powerful messages to let you know um, how that the enemy desires to work against believers. 
and um, and just exposing things um, in the realm of darkness, bringing light. But we're back. We were over in Zambia yes. and um, over there ministering to over 350 um, missionaries, those with true apostolic callings that are actually every day walking it out in power. They are These are real nation shakers. These are ones, yes. men and women, who are actually out there doing it every single day, putting their lives on the line, um, on an assignment from heaven, uh, standing against everything that hell could throw at them, and they are persevering. They're taking nations. Yes. And literally, in a, a week from yesterday, I think is the King of Kings conference Yes. in Lusaka, Zambia, the capital of the country of Zambia, and um, that's being put on by Overland Missions with Phil and Sharon Smethurst, and they are they're bringing together. I think when we were there, it was fifty three kings and thirty five. I'm thir- oh, sorry, thirty five inversion. Um, thirty five kings and 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 queens and you know and their court and everything like that, but. They were just saying yesterday that more had been added. Yes. Now. There's more kings that are coming. Yes. And so, um, Many I don't. nations. Yeah, mm-hmm. representing different nations. And then, and then chiefs, yes. hundreds of chiefs from yes. different kingdoms throughout Africa. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so this is far reaching. This is the, the kingdom of God is expanding so rapidly and so quickly. Because people are out there and they are doing, they're participating in what God is doing. They're not letting opportunities slip past them. Right. And, and we have to, we have, we've got to grab hold of things. And we've got to say, hey, this is what God's doing right now. And I want to be involved in the plan of heaven. Right, exactly. And, you know, we bring out these things um, lest you would think or believe what an agenda that is tried to still actually being pushed throughout the United States um, to give, to make you try to think that the world is shut down and that you can't move because there's still a threat of COVID and that, you know, you got to get another booster coming out and that you've got to, you know, um, still, you know, shelter in place basically and don't take any chances. Oh my gosh, you know, um, heaven forbid you try to, you know, travel any distance or certainly not travel to another country or anything like that, but simply It is a lie from the enemy to try to really stop the Christian, to try to stop the the spread of the gospel, to try to get you to not take a stand and not realize that actually God is on the move. There's amazing things that are happening. Doesn't matter how many, you know, churches have, you know, are still, you know, maybe partially, you know, shut down or, or whatever. Those are the ineffective ones. That's actually a blessing that those shut down. The true church is really rising, is rising strong. The fire of God is burning in such a mighty way. And the gospel is just going forward. Nations literally on the brink of just totally bowing their knee to the Lordship of of Jesus Christ. And so it's just so awesome. So we want to, you know, make sure that we are, you know, conveying that and bringing back the report because it seems there's not, you know, a lot of people that are really, you know, traveling and spreading actually what's really going on. So it's very awesome and such an honor and a privilege for us to be able to sow into that um, with, you know, our time with what God gave us to give to those, the word that we deliver, the power of God that, that flowed through us, all glory to him. And of course, you know, even our church, you know, sowing a big seed 
financially into that. And of course, you can go to overlandmissions.com and find out more information too if you're interested in any of that. Absolutely. But like what you were saying is, is people, when, there, when there's a fire inside of your heart, when there is a fire of God burning inside of you, you don't sit back and, and actually just wait for an opportunity. You, you just move with an urgency. Right. You realize, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And you don't take the no from a government to mean that, that it's not cool to do what God told you to do. It does not matter. When God speaks... God's children move. We there, and there is a sense of urgency that is that is going out throughout the world. Um, our great friend, <clears throat> excuse me, Frank Shelton, he wrote a book just a few months back called Urgency. Yes, big thick book. Um, and but throughout the whole thing, it's just it's just talking about why there is such an urgency and how we respond to that, and. And what an excellent time for us to be able to get the word out to the body of Christ that, hey, we've got to move and we've got to move quickly. I want to tell you, there's not a lot of time. There is an open door right now, right. but I don't believe it's, I don't believe we're looking at years even that we're, that things are opened up. And so we have to move with such a speed and with such accuracy, with such precision in the spirit, knowing everything matters. And the enemy right now is on his heels. He is reeling backwards because the true church, the powerful church, the bride of Christ is actually is coming forth. She's yes. stepping out of her closet yes. and she is decked and she is ready and she is powerful and she's going forth. And if you are a part of the bride of Christ, you're understanding this because you're like, you're hooked up with us as we're talking right now. You're saying, yes, that's me. That's what mm-hmm. I'm a part of. I'm moving forward with it. And I feel the urgency. There's a fire inside of me and I have to move on with what God is saying. And that's whether it's in an international vision that God's given you, whether it is something in your, in your local area, in your state, in your local church, but there are things that God is positioning people in the body of Christ to do that, that he, there are, there are fresh anointings that are coming upon people. And it's, it's just like maybe before they're just like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what I was supposed to do, but all of a sudden there is just like a surge of strength and a surge of vision that you're receiving and people are saying, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I have to participate in this. I can't be put back any longer. I can't be told to sit down and be quiet. I've got to find a way to express what's inside of me. And, and, and the, the greatest way to express it is to run. Hallelujah. Because yeah. we're running a race <laughs> yes. and God's called us to run a race. Yes. And, and, and you know, it, you can't, when, when you've got something built up inside of you, you tell a kid, you know, just sit down and be quiet. But if they are just pent up with energy, they've got to get up and they've got to move. Otherwise, it's going to be yes. wiggly and everybody's going to get disturbed until, they, until they're told, okay, you can go do this. And, and then they jump up and they're gone. And so we're at that time right now, I believe, where the Spirit of God is just putting his, putting his hand on different ones. He's breathing life, fresh life into many people. And they're rising up and they're saying, hey, I'm going for it. Here we go. Yes. This is my time. And, um, 
Not that the race is, you know, this extremely long, drawn-out thing at all, but I believe, I believe, like I said, speed and accuracy and all of the training that has gone into so many people. Maybe they've, maybe they've been trained in Bible colleges or institutions for, you know, and, and maybe, a, maybe it's been back a few years ago, but all of that is coming together right now, and there's like a perfect storm that is taking place in the body of Christ right now, and it's in the United States. It's in the nations of the world. We're seeing it. We're hearing about it constantly. And I want to tell you great things. This is the most powerful time for the church right now. The church is rising up in such extraordinary power and it is exciting to see all the ground that is being taken. And I know that you, if you read the news and you get in stuck on the, on the headlines and everything like that, you'll get depressed, but that is, right. that is bogus. I want to tell you, it's not really what's happening. That is, that is the smoke screen. The enemy is trying to put up to keep people complacent, to get them to sit down to get them to calm down but we are not of that company in the name of Jesus we are the ones who are rising up with power we have a voice God has anointed us we have strength and we're going forward and that is exactly what we have to do in these last days we're not going to sit down we're not going to shut up in fact we're going to raise our (laughs) voice we're going to get louder and we're going to move even faster yes absolutely so awesome so awesome what God is doing and so in saying that where if you have a fire in you, you don't, you don't hang around with wet blankets. Okay? Now, True. the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Okay, so we, we've got like two lines of, of, of notes today for this whole podcast, <laughs> and, um, and we're about to get into the two lines. I haven't gotten there yet, but we will eventually. But the thing is, is that this is what the Word of God says, and, and those who have a fire inside of them, you've got to surround yourself with other people that, that are on fire. You have to iron, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And so you have to get around and be around people who are going to encourage the flame of God inside of you, who are going to sharpen you and not allow you to become dull. If you become dull or become complacent, you ought to be surrounded by people who, who their job is to keep you sharp. Mm-hmm. Their job is to kind of nudge you, to kind of maybe rub you the wrong way, it may seem sometimes, but they'll make you understand, hey, what's going on? You're not on the cutting edge anymore. What are you doing? Why are you softening up? Why are you, why are you, why are you dull in this mm-hmm. area? And, and this was written here uh, to the Hebrew Christians and, and under, making them understand that not just in this natural realm are we surrounding ourselves, but when we surround ourselves with, with in the spirit, um, there is there's communication with with God and with the Holy Spirit and those that have even gone on before us. They're cheering us on, and and, and I think you become aware of it. You become aware of of what God is doing. As you are, as you are pursuing and 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 running the race that God's called you to run, my uh, just as I was talking here, I'm uh, I'm reminded when we were flying back from Zambia, and I don't remember which flight it which flight it was may from been from Lusaka to Doha, but 
but I was um, I had a I had a dream while I was while I was asleep. Of course, I was asleep if I had a dream. But um, <laughs> but it it was it was so very very real. And it was my, my father who passed away several years ago, and and he just he just kind of steps into where I was in this dream. And as I saw him, I realized he he's no longer here on this earth. I am. And in the same dream was my sister. Now, of course, she's alive and well and doing the doing the work of God and um and, and pastoring and, and and traveling and 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 doing those things, but she was in the dream also, but she wasn't in the plane with me. And uh and I recognized that she was supposed to be there, but not my dad. And I and I looked at him, and, and when, he, when he walked up to me, he was all smiling and everything like that. And I said, Dad, what are you doing here? You, you, you can't be here. And my sister said, that's not real. He, he can't be here. Not realizing, well, you're not real either. You can't be here. You're in my dream. But, um, but uh, you know how dreams are, kind of weird and wacky sometimes. But, but still, there was, a, there was a spiritual component to this. And I realized when I woke up, because it was, it was so extremely real to me. It was so extremely real to me. Now, we just left um, this time of ministering uh, there in, in the area of uh, Rapid 14 and, and uh, Livingston, um, Zambia, with uh, the Overland missions teams. But as we are... Um, as we're flying back there, and my, my dad walks up to where I am, and I'm saying, you know, what, what are you doing here? You, you can't be here. And, and he just smiles at me, you know, this big smile like it doesn't really matter what you think. I'm, I'm here anyway, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And, um, and he just looks at me, and he hands me a $100 bill. And, and I don't know what the meaning of the $100 bill was because, I mean, $100 is $100. It's not a great thing. Um, it's nothing tiny but it's it's nothing extreme or anything like that but it was but he put that in my put that in my hands and he said I just wanted to tell you you're doing a great job and as I as I took as I took the bill and he's standing there and he's smiling at me I say well how do you know what I'm doing how can you how can you tell what 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 how are you aware of, of what I'm doing you're you're in heaven I'm down here on this earth and it was just a smile of, of knowing you're doing a great job. And then he just turns around and he walks away. And as I was sharing this here with you today, I, I, I know that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Mm -hmm. A witness is someone who's seen it, who, who's there. They're, they're, they're beholding and observing what is taking place. And I know that it would be my, my mom and my dad's greatest desire to see their children who they trained and raised up in ministry to be fulfilling the plan of God for their lives, for we're extensions of them. And all the harvest that comes in through our lives actually is attributed to them also. And so it's, it's amazing how, how that is... It's strengthening when you understand that there are, there are those who are saying, come on, let's, let's keep running. Let's keep running the race. And there are those in the natural and those in the spirit who are saying, come on, let's finish what you're called to do. You're doing a great job. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Don't give up. 
And I think this morning, if there's anything that we could tell you, come on, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Don't get, you know, dragged down by, by minimal things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, you know what I mean. Things that don't really carry any weight. But we allow them to affect us, right? Because it's often the building up of those those small things. We don't take the time to take care of when small things come against us, or or we we take it in, maybe not even realizing the significance of that. And so then, um, if we have more than, of course, one instance, and you know, the the enemy is good at what he does. Obviously, we don't glorify the devil, and God is so much greater, but the devil doesn't give up just because he tries one thing against you and then doesn't succeed doesn't mean that he'll never try something again. And I believe that, you know, even especially when he sees us progressing and growing spiritually, going from glory to glory, as the word says that we do, then he wants to be able to stop any forward progress. So, of course, he will use whoever is available to be used to come against us, whether, you know, obviously people, but circumstances, situations. And so a lot of times it's like, you know, like the saying goes, it was like um, the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, obviously one straw doesn't break a camel's back, but, you know, um, it's the compounding of, you know, things that, you know, maybe it's discouragement after discouragement, or you feel like, you know, you failed in one way and that you just can't succeed. And then one, you know, other, you know, seemingly smaller thing happens that doesn't go your way or greatly discourages you or someone, you know, says, you know, something, you know, negative or comes against you. And then all of a sudden it's just, you know, you want to give up. And and we understand because we've been there, the biggest battles, you know, you'll face are actually in your mind. And so you've got to be able to take authority over those thoughts that don't line up with the word of God. And you've got to be able to speak the word and declare the direction that God has called you to. So it's not enough to even just take authority over things. You have to do that to stop things, but then you've got to do things to be able to, you know, make forward progress. And, you know, even as we're talking about, you know, who you surround yourself with is so vital. It's just, maybe you've heard it said before, but they said, you know, you can look at the five closest people to you in your, in your life. And sometimes those aren't the people that maybe even live in your same city, but maybe it's a family member that you talk to all the time. They may be, you know, hundreds of miles away, but they're, they're one of the closest people to you in your life. If you look at the lives of the five closest around you, that will determine actually what you will end up being like, what you will end up fulfilling. And so if you look at those people and realize like, man, they're all, you know, uh, really not accomplishing much in life. They complain a lot. They're small thinkers or whatever. Then you know, uh, that's not who you want to be pattering your life after. And sometimes we don't even realize actually who we allow to influence us and actually to keep us when God, you know, keep us from progressing when actually God's placed a fire in you to propel you forth, not so that you just stay the same. Absolutely. At the same level. Absolutely. You have to have, you have to surround yourself with people that are strong, people who are taking ground. Yes. Um, a lot of, you, you talked about the straw that breaks the camel's back. In ministry, many people leave ministry because of that straw. Right. But it's just because they've allowed things to compound in their lives that 
that like failures, um, difficult situations that that they keep um, experiencing without having times of great success. Right. What the Holy Spirit just spoke to me as you were talking, He's talk, he, he said diminishing success will take you out. Mm. Diminishing success. I've never heard of that. But diminishing success where it's just like, you know, well, that really didn't work out so well. Oh, that didn't work out so well. Well, that didn't work out as I planned. If you set up patterns in your life of diminishing success, you will be taken out. You have to, you have to succeed in things. And that's why, mm-hmm. that's why people retire in ministry. I mean, we have no thoughts ever of retiring. That's not a plan or anything like that. I don't plan to, I don't plan to set up a pattern where in my life I go from, okay, well, that, that didn't, I, I'm slowing down in this, this area. I'm, I'm not as successful anymore in this area or, or in this area here. And so I'm just going to take, kind of go to the back burner and everything like that. I intend for the, my entire life, for the day I, till the day I draw my last breath for me to be on the front burner, continually burning and continually doing greater and greater things for God. And so, and it, it's not always about things where it's, it's how fast you move physically and everything like that. Right. But, but the, the great thing is, is that in, in the spirit, if you will continually stay on the cutting edge of things, you'll continually take ground. And God will, and God will speak through you and you'll, you can continue to, to encourage and, and be a blessing to, to many, many people. And, um, and you don't have to, it's, it's not like you have to keep doing the exact same thing, but God always has a plan of success for you. Absolutely. Always a plan of success. And so if you are experiencing diminishing success in your life and, and that is, that is things that just, well, that's a little, that's a little less than what I achieved last year. And then the next year, well, that's a little less. And a lot of times people just keep backing up. They mm-hmm. keep backing up and keep backing up. And, and pretty much then you realize, well, you know what? I, I'm really not in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. We took over this church here because a church was experiencing continual diminishing success mm-hmm. until a church that at one time was one of the, one of the hot places um, for the move of, of, of what God was doing in the area came down to just a couple handfuls of people who are no longer making a difference in a community. That's their own words, not my words. I'm not putting words in, in, or trying to tack something on a, a group of people, but that's what, that's what the, the chairman of the board said, this we're no longer doing anything here. And so when it looks like in your life Things are not continuing to peak. I'm not saying that you don't have you don't have a, a time where you know something wasn't absolutely magnificent. Because I mean, there was a there was a book that um, John Maxwell wrote um, some years ago some years ago called "Failing Forward," and and so that's something that we have to learn also because everybody everybody actually needs to experience failure. Okay, um, and in the natural in the natural, I don't I'm not talking about failing spiritually okay and but i'm talking about in some things where where we understand okay maybe maybe i had too much confidence in myself in that one there and i needed to put more more confidence in the lord um i you know i did that wrong i i you know i was hurried and i shouldn't have been hurried i should have taken my time i should have paid more attention to detail these things help us to become more successful 
And I colored outside the lines. Oh, I'm a terrible person. I can never go forward in my life because in kindergarten, <laughs> I colored outside the lines and my teacher slapped my hand and said, what a failure you are. And so that just ruined me. I'm now 74 years old and I can't do anything <laughs> because my kindergarten teacher slapped my hands and scolded me for uh, coloring outside of the lines. Well, you know what? You're an idiot for taking that on and for, for continuing to hold on to that for your mm -hmm. entire life. But there mm -hmm. are people who are like that. They'll, they'll blame things on their present and maybe that was decades ago on mm -hmm. something that happened so long ago. I mean, Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing on to the things that are ahead. Mm -hmm. I press for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You have a higher calling than what your kindergarten teacher can, can give you or what right. your, your parents even. I mean, I mean, I praise God for structure, family structure and everything like that. But, but you ought to, you ought to be able to go so far beyond that. Stop being held back by anything anyone ever told you. Maybe even it was a minister of the gospel who, who, um, in, in something that they said to you, it discouraged you, but I'm going to tell you, put it behind you and listen to the voice of the spirit of God who's saying, come on, let's go forward. It's time to stop sulking. It's time to get on fire. It's time to take ground. We don't have a lot of time now. And so come on, get, get out of your, you know, out of your funk and let's move on. Mm -hmm with life. Absolutely. You know, it's so important that, you know, and we, we've talked much on um, the podcast through the, um, a few different episodes at least about, you know, really what are you called to do in doing what you're called to do? What are you passionate about on the inside? If, if, if there wasn't any factor of like, you know, where you lived or who was surrounded you or money or anything, like what would be your ultimate choice of what you would be doing? And then of course, we've talked about, you know, heading on that path and doing really what God has called you to do. That's what you'll answer for Absolutely. is the call of God upon your life, whether you fulfilled it or not, would not, you know, it, because you did some great thing or you were a blessing in some other way, but are you doing what God has called you to do today? Today. And the key to that really to even help you be able to thrive, of course, is number one, giving your all. A lot of people only give a portion of themselves actually, and it's not the best of themselves to actually what God has called them to do. And because so therefore, yes. And so therefore they don't actually see great success. If you look at people in any area of life, whether it was, um, you know, um, Ben Franklin or, you know, some of our great, you know, past in inventors and, and pioneers and, and discoverers. I mean, even, you know, Colonel Sanders with, you know, Kentucky fried chicken. I mean, from Praise all these God different types, the <laughs> gospel bird types. churches wouldn't be the same if the chicken <laughs> fried chicken had not been invented. I mean, it, it is, it has funded the gospel across the world. Chicken dinners, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Sorry, go ahead. He must be hungry. I okay. Am. Anyway, Please you know, if you lunch. look at um, whatever area of, of life, you know, people that are successful, that are super successful, you're going to see some, some of the same components. These are people who literally, they were filled with this passion to make the best fried chicken or to figure out exactly how electricity worked or how can we invent, you know, um, the make a, a car move, a vehicle move, make a motor mover, whatever it was, they threw every effort in their life, all the resources, they had everything about them into making that one thing True. work. True. And if you will Put take that same, that same 
um, concept into the call of God and the plan of God for your life, you, it is impossible to fail. Let me just say that because God does not call anyone to failure. And if you will also surround yourself with people that are doing the same thing. And so if you're wanting to gain in an area of your calling, then g- surround yourself with people that are also successful in that, that have bigger vision that you do. You know, some people are so insecure that they don't want to be around anybody who even has just doing more than they're doing or whatever. No, and I mean, right. you just shoot yourself in the foot when you act like that. You absolutely positively have to get rid of small thinking that limits you and you've got to get out of your house and you've got to do things to be able to go forward. It's just like we reached a point in ministry when we recognize we have got to be around um, people and ministries that have much bigger vision, that do things on a bigger Um, scale, a bigger capacity, have bigger administrative structures, all these different areas so that we ourselves can grow, so that we can grab bigger vision, so that we can be challenged in a bigger way. Was it uncomfortable? Yes. Was it easy? Never. Did it cost us? Absolutely. In every way, shape, or form, it costed us our effort. It costed... um, you know, the, the, the family in a sense. Now, of course, God is such a rewarder. There is never one sacrifice that goes unnoticed by God. There is not one thing that you give up that God doesn't reward you in so much greater ways. Mm-hmm. So don't get like this small thinking, you know, complex of like, oh, I just sacrificed my whole life for Jesus and and I never have anything. That, first of all, is a lie. And it's a, it's a stupid poverty mindset from the pit of hell. So God is such a rewarder, but I'm just saying the way that it works is we sow first, then we reap. That's every single area of your life. Amen. But I'm telling you that if we had not made some of those strategic changes that at the time, honestly, we didn't even realize how much we just followed the Holy Ghost. We followed this compel on the inside of us because out of our hunger for God, our relationship with God, and we were not content to stay the same. And do you know, we are exactly the same way today. We are always pressing forward. The Lord, we allow the Lord to burn in us, to humble ourselves in a greater way, to get rid of any stinking thinking, any limiting thoughts, any insecurity, any pride. We are, you know, we really, and and please understand, I'm not saying yay, hooray for us, but each one of us in our life should be a pattern for somebody else to, to look to. Not a pattern of like, well, I mean, I'm up today, but for the next three days, I might be in a funk that takes me, you know, back, you know, 10 steps and maybe I make two steps forward. Um, you know, that is, that is ridiculous. And that's not the life of an overcomer. God has called you to go from victory to victory to victory. Do we have challenges? Yes. He said we'd have challenges, but he also said, be of good cheer. I've already given you the victory. I've already, already made a way for you to have victory in every situation. We're the overcomer. We are the victor. So, but you cannot experience those things. If you surround yourself with people that, they don't want victory for themselves. They would rather just complain about situations and be at home with their cat and not do anything. You can't be around people like that and expect that you're going to be a great winner in life. You can't be around cats either and really succeed in <laughs> any way in your life whatsoever. I'm just underscoring that point there. I know that's what she actually meant to say. You need to be a dog person. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sort of. Sort of. Maybe not. <clears throat> Um, I know all the hate mail coming from cat lovers there. And, uh, I know who you are. I see you on social media with this cat photo and everything like that. Um, 
uh, we're, we're praying for you. Um, <laughs> you have breakthrough. You, get a, you have the identity uh. of Christ instead of a cat. <laughs> there is a difference. Um, it's very true. The thing is, is there will be times, and you're, you, are, you are going forward in a great way, and you're taking ground. And, and you'll, you'll be at those times maybe where, where God has called you and you are, you're just pressing in and everything like that. And you'll look around and you're like, you know what, I'm on an assignment from heaven and I'm going forward and I need strength. And yet around me, uh, I, don't have, I don't have somebody um, just like real close that can encourage me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, right. you're, maybe you're ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. And but does that mean that you slow down and you just like oh I got to wait for everybody to catch up with me? No, 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 no. Okay, let me. T- I, I shared this yesterday um, at our at our prayer service, and and let me just read this to you in Mark chapter nine. It says here um, in verse two. Uh, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and he led them up to a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. He clo- his clothing became shining um, exceedingly white like snow, so much um, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Really? Is that what it says? It does. It's a New King James Version. Okay. I'm going to say, <laughs> what? What in the world? That's not the King James. Okay. I hit the New King James. And so I'd never remember seeing a launderer in that before. And <laughs> Elijah appeared unto them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, because he didn't know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. You know what? If you don't know what to say, you don't know the right thing, <laughs> best thing is just shut up, okay? Um, and a cloud came over and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one anymore but only Jesus with themselves. And as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one these things that they'd seen till the Son of Man had risen from the dead. And so they kept this word to themselves, questioning what the rising from the dead meant. And, um, and it goes on to tell a little bit more about the story. This is found in other Gospels also. And, uh, and so you can kind of look at this and study it on your own. But I want to tell you this, that Jesus... Of course, he was bringing something brand new to this earth, and he was being led by the Father. What he heard the Father say, he spoke. What he saw the Father do, he did himself. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless.